0: Hey everybody, this is a preview of today's members episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to the confessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button and become a member today.
1: Merkel Media. 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 We get onto this objective, we're disoriented because we get into this little divot and then by this time we get to this divot, um, there's a road right here, like on the other side, like on the on the far side. Um, but we're on the near side and second platoon's on the far side and we get held up for some reason we don't know why um, and this is kind of where like I feel like Duncan's story would kind of in place in but we heard multiple things happening throughout the woods like it was just like trees breaking weird shit going on in, in like some general direction and then some dude screaming like we thought that somebody had fell into like a hole or something, and broken their leg or their ankle, um, but he, the the kid was grabbed and was dragged by the like by the dog man. This was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long
0: bony fingers. Up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear.
1: When he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave, and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. But well, the giant moves. He's got a spear in one hand, and he's running really fast, and spears and pulls him up like this. Somebody
0: else, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blowed his head off. I feel something pulling at my leg. And I look over and there are two small gray entities pulling it, And they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed.
1: Reached my hand into this bush and I touched air. Couldn't breathe and I couldn't move. Cause I know I'm seeing a monster. Yep. yep. yep.
0: to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Merkel. Thanks for being here. If you have a crazy, wild experience you want to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is contact at the confessionalspodcast.com. That's contact at the confessionalspodcast.com, the longest email address in the world. Thanks for being here, everybody. I appreciate you tuning in to another members episode. We have the continuation of the Nick conversation from Tales of the Grid Square. We are doing the members edition, and this is the one. This is the one, friends, that I've been wanting for a while. I heard about this story, and I don't know all the details, but I heard about it, like, well over a year ago. Nick tells me about this this wild story about multiple eyewitnesses from different vantage points on a military base of a dog. Man, I'm just, like, mind blown, and I finally am able to do this Interview today, where we have Nick and one of the guys on the scene to share what he's seen, maybe what he heard. Hopefully, uh, it's a it's going to be a good one, friends. Uh, so I want to kind of jump in here with the guys. We have Isaiah and Nick, and uh, before we started recording here, the guys are talking, and Isaiah soon is going to be starting sniper school, which is awesome, dude. Like I think that's that's like real cool. And I actually, when you said that it kind of like my world started colliding because uh, I've mentioned it before on my show uh, briefly. I don't try to get too much into detail, but I have a friend who is uh, a a very highly decorated sniper. Uh, and he now works at a facility where he basically, um, let's just put it this way. Portals are involved. Okay. And uh, what, what, when I say that, I, I, the re- reason why it was connecting even more so than just the sniper side of things is because years ago, I was also told a story about uh, how there was a witch who was in um, uh, a school of mystery, and they were learning how to do different things, and they were learning how to open portals. I'm t- I told, Isaiah, I told you it gets weird here, so just hang tight with me. Uh, but they were learning how to open portals, and uh, an upright walking dog walked through. And so it's like the perfect trio here today. So like, I'm just like, yo, this is going to get good. So when when you guys started talking, I was like, yo, let's just start recording and see what's going on. So uh, guys, welcome to the show. I'm really glad to have you. Uh, we're going to start off with Isaiah and let him share with us what he saw, what he experienced from his vantage point. And feel free to tie other people's experiences in if you want Isaiah to kind of tell your version of this story. Uh, but the way this whole thing started, uh, I guess the connection is uh somebody else who experienced this contacted Nick, Nick posted the story, then you saw it, and then you contacted Nick as well. Is that right?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly how that happened.
0: all right, cool. so uh go ahead and take it away, man, and uh share with us you know when this happened, where you were what you were doing, you know all the details
1: okay um so all all of this originated from just a mild like we were in the field, um, for a couple of weeks doing a six lane or whatever, leading up to a, a live fire lane. Um, and then we were outside of uh, Cassidy, um, for the listeners who know what Cassidy is at Fort Campbell, it's essentially just a huge mount site where, where training is done. Um, anything from like raids to you, you, you name it, right. We were, um, on the backside of cassidy there's a big long hill that leads off the backside of cassidy and that morning we were setting up uh a bunch of booby traps that morning and then uh i still have a picture to this day um it was just kind of a weird day um where we woke up that morning setting up booby traps like throughout the entirety of the thing because we knew that op four was going to be coming that direction or that was like the most probable like direction that they were supposed to come at. And then we started just setting up like traps that would just go boom. If they walk by a trip wire, so on and so forth. And we came across a deer. Right. And, uh, that around, it was like 16, 1700. I still have the picture to this day of that deer where the entirety of the throat was ripped out, but no meat was consumed off of the deer. It was basically just decomposed. Um, the eyes were completely like out of the head like, and it was like rancid, rancid smell. Uh, one of the soldiers went up and was like, man, I'm going to take this antler and then he ended up cutting off the antler and taking off with it. Um, but, uh, yeah. So like that day was just kind of a weird day all in, on, all in, on all in together. Cause we thought like, Oh, there's gotta be a Bobcat in the area or something like that to be able to take that big of a bite out of a, a deer's throat essentially. Um, cause it was about, I would say about the size of about half of a dinner plate that, that came out of that entire throat of that deer. So I was like, that's wicked to me. Um, and I grew up in the Hills of Kentucky, um, some in Tennessee and I've never seen anything like that. Um, especially like in Tennessee where like mountain lions are more prominent. there, bears are more prominent there. Um, usually I wouldn't like, I've never seen anything like that. Um, so that was super weird. But that night, it was a very like rainy night, sort of very dark. There was no loom at all. And then we were tasked to go out and pull security um, for our company out there. Um, so these were the hog days as we like to call them. So first platoon hogs, first platoon Bravo Company, 1502nd Infantry, right? Um this was this was about us, you know, where um we're just a bunch of good, great men out there, man. Um if these dudes are listening right now love and miss you guys. You guys are some tough bastards, man. And I hope you guys are loving life to the fullest. But no, we were out there pulling security and I was on weapon squad. And uh, it was like my turn to pull up guard. And it was like a weird night. We were all like lined up in this weird, like we were in a, a weird, just weird area. Like it just didn't feel right. And nobody wanted to, wanted to be out there because it started to rain. Um, and dudes were putting their mop gear on just because it was cold and, and wet. So we started putting my mop gear on. So, um, the night goes by, we're pulling guard here and there. And then, uh, I, I wake up to go pull guard and I'm sitting behind the 240, and I look off in the distance and it looks like there's like five or six people like off of the distance. I would say like 150 meters, like walking. And then I started to look and notice a little bit more and it wasn't five or six people it was something big that was walking back and forth i don't know if it was because i was tired or like i had had a pretty decent amount of sleep because i was right behind the gunner and then we would take like an hour and a half maybe two hour shifts on the back of that on the back of the 240 and i'm looking in the distance and i just see it walk by back and forth and then essentially just stop and i see a silhouette off of a tree with eyes and I'm like honing in on it with my nods trying to look at it and like visualize what this is and it's pretty like it's not tall but it's pretty tall and I like I've hallucinated before like it's to me I was just like okay this isn't anything like out of the ordinary for me right this isn't something like I like like holy shit that's creepy okay cool next you know like that's that's kind of how like my mind went through it Um, and then I started to like doze off a little bit and then I woke, woke up, uh, a little bit off of that and then looked to my rear, woke up the other dude and had him pull, pull guard. And then, uh, next thing I know we're taking gunfire completely behind us, right? Like our entire, the entirety of third squads moving and roving behind us. And I look behind me and they're like, the trees are just going insane right? Everybody's like, and then I hear gas, gas, gas. Like, it was just chaos, right? There was just a whole bunch of shit that was going on on the radio, too, even prior to that, where they were stating, like, dogmans out there. Like, they're hearing different types of noises, different types of things out there in the distance. So, it wasn't just me just hallucinating. It was multiple people, you know? um, Dudes from Dirt Squad that were hearing it out there. RPL mentioned it on the radio. Um, Like uh man there's so many different stories from that night that uh could be heard that were way different than mine uh mine was really mild compared to the rest of the other guys who experienced this um situation but i uh, like whenever it did happen like i remember turning backward and then everybody was in different directions and then i watched this huge thing just take off into the distance like through the trees wherever the f- it was going i don't know but it was like loud proud like it was like there was gas and then everybody was like there's no op, that like whenever they went through and did their loa there was no op for there it was just nothing so like we don't know what the f- happened <laughs> essentially where like that that was the first instance uh of dog man that i experienced at fort campbell um the first aside from like, uh the first yeah oh shoot okay so I've had two or three like actual instances where like this could have been like a solidified thing where.
0: So before, before you go further there, then uh, give me a, per- a time frame here. How long were you on Fort Campbell?
1: I was on Fort Campbell from uh, ooh, February of 2017 to 20, November, December of 2022. So, so I was there for a really long time.
0: Yeah, I mean, but five years and you have, you know, multiple experiences, uh, that tells me that this thing is quite often there. And um, I, I imagine there's a lot of people out there who have had run ins with these things um, that have been stationed there. That's why. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. Like uh, Mac Daddy, good old uh, Duncan, that dude, <laughs> yeah. we were trying to put on here, like his experience with that with one of his soldiers was probably the the wildest one I've, I've heard so far. Yeah, um, that was the and, one where it grabbed him, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I was on the other side of the road when this happened. Oh, that's crazy. So like where, like he was in second platoon and I was in first platoon and we were essentially going through this. It, it was a different field problem, but we were with different leadership, different P like different PL, the whole nine. And it goes. It goes way deeper than that. That was the second one experience that we ever had with like dogmen. It was a lot colder this time, but it was, it was weird. To yeah, that one was weird. Our radios. Whenever we were trying to hit an objective towards some bunkers back in Fort Campbell, like way back in there, um, we were getting up on the objective. We got about fifty meters away, and everybody's radios cut. Everybody. So like, we didn't have any type of communication and like we were so disoriented on the objective that once we got off of the objective people were like restless to like get away from the objective um which obviously like after we attain an objective we want to leave it as fast as we can but this was like eerily like everybody was awake and instead of like sleeping like you know like it's everybody was administratively wanting to leave
0: and that was that was the uh, one where it grabbed him.
1: Yes, okay. yeah, that was the one where uh, Duncan's Soldier got grabbed. Yeah, okay, that one was like we we heard that one, like we heard it, like dudes was like freaking out. We were like stopped on the road. So from before
0: from. before we dive into next, I want I want to dive into the details of that, and I don't know, uh, yeah. I, I I where however this goes with you and Nick piggybacking off each other because I know Nick's received a lot of the stories. I want to I want to kind of backtrack before we get into all that stuff and talk about your experience that you just shared. Um, Now, let's go back to the deer. So you you were talking and and you said that the way the chunk was taken out of the neck, it was like a bite, right?
1: Yeah, it literally looks like I I have a picture of it on my phone. Can you send that to me? Yes, I can. Yeah, yeah. Um, After the podcast, I'll definitely send it to you. But it was uh, it was. I, I got down and I looked at it and I was like, this is not like, it was a big buck, you know, like, I don't know if it was rut season. Like I'm not a hunter, you know, but it was a pretty decent sized deer, you know, pretty decent sized buck for, for, um, what it was and looking down at it. And it was just like, literally like, if I took my hand like this and stuck it up to its throat, that's, that's about how big it was about essentially half or a little over yeah about quarter size to a half of a dinner plate was taken out of its throat yeah. and then the rest of it wasn't eaten it was decomposed.
0: Now, I know you mentioned about uh the idea of um a bobcat and I think that's a little big for a bobcat but it's definitely something that's in the realm of maybe a mountain lion which I I think that, I think that's definitely a possibility but uh given yeah. that you guys had the experience then later the, the interesting thing I find about that that whole thing is any animal is going to be looking to consume it for food you know yes uh, it, it's yeah. it's not something where you just you kill take a bite out what what you didn't like the meat it didn't taste good like it doesn't make sense so <laughs>
1: or yes. the theater, if they left the bo- that something killed and left the body nothing touched it right yeah it was it was very it was very odd it, it's it's
0: extremely odd and i i i think the the fact that it was it, le- it was left untouched uh, screams something other than something killing it for food. Um, and and I, I don't know why or what that could be. I mean, I want to say dogman, but I don't know, but, uh, say it was a dogman. Why would a dogman need to kill a deer and just let it lay there as well? It's not like a deer is going to be threatening to it. You know, it's not that big. It's, it's, it's it's pretty, uh, not that big of a deal. Now, um, you mentioned about the dogman was mentioned over the radio during your encounter. Yeah. Is this something that's mentioned over the radio? Like
1: often? No, 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 no. This was like, honestly, my first time actually hearing about it because I remember hearing it on the radio. And then they were like, it was joking, jokingly about that. Like pretty much everybody at the end of this, uh, this field, um, like after the end of this field event, like we were, we were all pretty, pretty over it. You know what I mean? Um, we have been going through some just different issues like that arise with field and Nick can probably attest to this too, like just miscommunications that happen. People get pissed off stuff like that. Just, just arises over time. You know what I mean? It's just, it's a military thing. It just happens. It's the army, but like one of those, one of those things, like, where they were, like, joking over it and hearing it, and it was like, oh, there's Dogman out there. That's man. I'm hearing different things here and there, and, like, I at first, I'd never heard anything about dogmen at all. I thought it was, like, I thought it was, like, whatever, you know? Because I've had paranormal experiences before, and I'm, like, honestly petrified of dogs. Like, that's the biggest fear I probably ever have in my life, is dogs and or being eaten by something. So, like, Having that was like, what I was like, "What's Dog Man? What is this?" And then they were like, "Oh, yeah." Like I never got a real explanation for it until like I heard like Cody start to talk about it, and then I was just like, "Oh," I was like, "That shit's real." Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's very very real. Uh, and like you guys, what's what's interesting about this entire conversation we're gonna have here is the fact that there are so many people involved. And I, I really wish that the guys were the other guys were here. I know Mac was talking about being here a while back and then it just didn't happen, but I'm glad you're here to talk and share your perspective and maybe a little bit of theirs as well. Um, and I was going to ask you about growing up in the hills of Tennessee. Maybe we can get to that later if we have time, but uh, you mentioned about the other paranormal experiences and stuff. Um, that's one thing that we learned on the show is that uh, a lot of people who have experiences don't just have one experience. And, uh, it's, it's sometimes a lot of times it's a lifelong thing and there's usually a story or two that, you know, is the top notch story. And then there's a bunch of other stuff that, you know, they just experience it becomes part of their life. Um, so that was your first experience. They're saying dog man over the radio. I find it interesting. They're even using the term dog man. I'm just like, this is, this is blowing my mind right now. Uh, yeah, I
1: think it was like at first it was a joke. Like it was a, like a jokingly thing. And then the more that like it got dove into the more that it was just like, Oh, like, <laughs> you know, where we were all like hey, the most, the majority of them knew, knew like something's out there. We don't know what it is, yeah. you know, but we're just going to treat it like battle drill, you know, whatever. And then if it's up for, it's up for, if it's not, uh, then, you know, we'll figure out something, <laughs> you know, like that, that's kind of how we took it. What what's op four? Uh, so that's just opposing forces.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Yeah.
1: So for for the audience who's listening, you have like blue four and op four. Whenever you're in the military training, so you have blue four, which are the people who are like you're 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 the training force, and then you have op four, which is opposing forces. It's just you know that's that's how they that's how they or how we train essentially.
0: So, before we get into some of these other stories and stuff, um, and and feel free to chime in wherever you want, Nick, on this stuff, Um, do you think that there's something going on on the base, or maybe there's something about the area that would cause so many interactions with these creatures?
1: I would, ah, man, that's a really good question. I would say yes, just because there's, like, the dogman experience versus, like, other paranormal experiences that I've experienced there. Like There's certain parts of that area that just don't, they don't match up, you know, like multiple burial grounds that are protected there, not only on land, nice, like land navigation sites on the way out, but it's just like, there's multiple places there to where, like, either it's old, like battlegrounds somewhere or whatever it may be, old Native American, like burial grounds that may, may not be, you know, attained to. You know, so it's, there's, there's definitely an eerie feeling in the back 40 whenever you go out there. It's not, not the woods I would specifically want to be in, um, at all alone.
0: This was a preview of today's member episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to the confessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button and become a member today.